Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the BJJ Foxcast. I'm your host, Alex Martinez. And today, my special guest is Jenny Hernandez, my diet coach. Say hello, Jenny. Hello. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> and I've also asked my beautiful wife, Amy, to join us. Hello, hello. So, uh, so Jenny, we've been working together for about a year almost, right? Yep. And um, I always tell people that I did everything backwards. So I started training really hard, and then I thought, well, maybe I should hydrate more. All right, cool. So I started hydrating more. And then I was feeling run down, and then I was cut, cutting weight and doing everything wrong. And then I decided, well, maybe I should watch my diet. So I started dieting on my own and did everything wrong, apparently, after working <laughs> with you. Yep. And then um, Amy was doing some CrossFit. Uh, where, where was the CrossFit place? Uh, CrossFit Perception in, uh, in Mesa baseline and greenfield yeah so so she was doing crossfit i think that's where you guys met yes right? yep. it is through uh, somebody mutual almost three almost three years ago i was actually the nutritionist for that gym okay for that okay. box so that's and i how think you did it you did a, a a challenge one time and i was like yeah let's try that that sounds awesome yes that what is how it, we started. It, yeah. What was the challenge? A nutrition challenge. Yep. Okay. So macro base for six weeks, track your food. They had a couple check-ins with me. I came on site. I think back then I did like a presentation probably. I feel like I probably met you in person. I can't remember. Yes, exactly. we did. Yeah. We did meet in person. I don't think I was able to make it to the presentation. Okay. But um, you were there and you were the one person at the time that I didn't know. And I was like, I think you're Jenny, right? And she, you were like, yeah. I'm like, hi, I'm Amy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yeah, that that's was right. pretty much yeah. it. Yeah. Put a face with a name, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. did they bring you in periodically to, to talk to the team and, and you know, kind of work with them? Yeah, so basically I started with them, and at the time it, um, there was another owner owned both gyms. There was one in Scottsdale and one there. Oh, and okay. then now Henry um, owns the CrossFit Perception. So basically we would do a couple times a year. I was like their designated nutritionist, and I still work with members in that gym. I just yeah. don't go on site as much anymore because I don't have time. So we were running nutrition challenges six I think they were actually eight weeks back then. Over the years, I've like condensed that just mm -hmm. where people will actually stay committed. Yeah, yeah. Six weeks is like a sweet spot. Mm -hmm. So we would go a couple times a year and do it. So then and that's I did how. One at the, uh, gosh, I think it was the end of 2019 because I remember it was December of 19 that I told him, I'm tired of this. I can't. I'm Whatever I'm doing is not right. And I'm tired of being 200 pounds. Yeah. Which and is he crazy. Said, okay. Yeah. And, and Amy had done, I mean, you talk about putting in the work. She was doing like hot yoga. She was doing CrossFit. She was doing, you know, stuff at home and it just wasn't working. So the, the, the missing piece was the nutrition part. Yep. Right. So yep. I, I, this is how I, this is how I envisioned starting this podcast. Not like we did. I envisioned starting with like, <laughs> Jenny, what the hell is a macro? What the oh, hell is a macro? Yes. That's what I want to start with. What's a macro? Okay. Well, macro is short for macronutrient and macronutrients are protein, carbs, and fats. Okay. It's what your body needs in large quantity. But I think the biggest mis misconception is macronutrients equal calories because people will be like, oh, well, we're not tracking calories. No, you're tracking calories. You're just tracking the breakdown that gets to calories. Gotcha. So okay. just protein, carbon, fat. It's a macronutrient. And, and how, do, how do people know, like, Obviously, it's easy for me because I can just text you. Yes. <laughs> How much do I need? Yay. Yes. <clears throat> but because you're you know, paying me and you're a great yeah. client. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but but the the reality is when when you got somebody, especially jujitsu athletes, um, we tend to bite off more than we can chew all the time. Um, we we start adding uh, weightlifting. Some crazy people start running. You know, some people get on you know a uh, uh, a rowing machine, whatever. Some people do CrossFit. Some jujitsu guys do mm -hmm. CrossFit, which is insane to me. Good for them. I can't do it. Right. But it's, um, hard. it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard on the body. So how can someone that doesn't have a nutrition coach match their effort to their diet? How is that possible? I would say hire a coach. Hire a coach. I mean, honestly, like, yeah. I'm not saying because I'm a coach, but we all know, I mean, because I've worked with both of you, right? Coaches, you're just hiring somebody that knows something more than you. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like, can they go online? I mean, especially nowadays, there's tons of free stuff online, mm -hmm. but you also don't know how accurate is that. And the truth is having a coach, as you guys know, like, I think Amy, especially like oh accountability, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. If Huge. anything, it's, you're not guessing anymore. Right. And, and I, I've always thought that I learned stuff quickly, uh, working with you. I've learned, uh, no, that is not the case. Uh, we've had a few fits and starts and, and, uh, I regress to old habits, uh, particularly after the tournament that we were preparing for is over. Um, but each time, even though I'm still regressing, I regress less. Yes. You know, mm. yes. and it's taken two and a half years for me to, I guess, fully get on board with all of it. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to hear that. <clears throat> I mean, even me, like, um, I, I, I like to say that I'm on a 52 week training camp 
you know, perpetually. Right. right. Uh, but there are times when I, I just need a break. Yeah. I just need a break. Like um, for we talked about this in, in detail. Um, Master Worlds was is my Super Bowl. That's the only tournament I care about. And after Master Worlds, I want to shut it down. I don't mean shut it down completely. I mean, I'm not preparing for competition. Right. right? So, yes, I, I can put on maybe five or six more pounds. Right. I don't have to get down to 174, 175. Um, but I think it's important to stay mostly within your macro uh, numbers. But you and I work on this because we're, we hit a certain number of macros when I'm in competition, and then we hit a different number of macros post-competition. Right. And, and how, how do you, like, I know every client's different, yeah. but how do you, I have so many questions in my head. <laughs> how do you calculate that? Is it trial and error, or is it something that you just kind of know? Oh, no. I mean, I think the <laughs> biggest thing any coach who's experienced will tell you is it depends. And mm. you're right. It depends on the person, right? Because yeah. everybody's different. Or, like, take you guys are two different people. We'll use Amy, just because you use yourself an example, like, Every time we go through a cut, Amy's like laser focused, like dialed in. And yeah. as soon as it comes to the reverse diet, the off season, if you will, right? Like we're yeah. gonna increase calories. <laughs> the laser just, focus kind of fizzles. <laughs> yeah, like it's harder for her to stay focused, yeah, right? And then the yeah. same thing with you. We were like, okay, you were like, I truly want to have an off season. I'll be prepared. The first couple of weeks was like, oh man, like I just need a break. Cool. Yeah. Like yeah. as a coach, you got to meet people where they're at, yeah. right? But I definitely say I think where a lot of people go wrong is they don't even plan for that off season, yeah. if you will, right? Yeah. So the off season is gonna look different for everybody, and yeah. how quickly you can increase their calories looks different too. Yeah. If somebody's having a hard time adhering to the reverse and it's not going quick enough, then I'm gonna be a little more aggressive. Like I just did that with Amy. I'm like, yep. let's just increase your calories because part of it is you want your client to be feeling successful, right? Yeah. If they don't feel successful, because a lot of this is the psychology is the hard part, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. The food. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. hard <laughs> part. Food. The psychology piece is the hard part. Absolutely. Not necessarily the food. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's the combination of those, but. To answer your question, there isn't a one way other than just increasing calories. So post-diet, post-competition for you guys, right? You're like you're in a deficit. We met your weight goal. Now we're going to increase calories. Some yeah. people you're going to increase 5%, 7%, 10%. Depends on their body. Depends on them, like where they're at mentally. Yeah. So it truly depends on the – I hate that answer. I know people hate getting the answer, but it's true. <laughs> like right. yeah. it's – everybody is different. I don't have any two clients alike. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned the, the, the psychological part because um, – for me, uh, you know, um, I was lucky because I was coaching most of the time I was competing. I've been coaching since I was a blue belt. I, I was coaching a, a kid's class and then, you know, a morning class. And then now I have my own academy. So I'm still coaching. So I never had that lull where, you know, hey, I'm done competing. So now I'm just going to take a month off. I'm going to take I, I didn't have that option. Monday morning back in training because right. I have I have a commitment. But there was a funk. There was a depression that happened post competition. And because I didn't plan for that, you know, that it really affected me. And, and we saw a documentary where they were in talking about Olympia, Olympic level athletes. I mean, literally, you know, contemplating suicide after yeah. the Olympics because they hit that high, even though they won gold mm -hmm. and they, it's, you know, the day after no one gives a shit. Yeah. Right. And now it's over. It's yeah. over. What do yeah. we do now? Yeah. Yeah, so planning for that off season is cream. huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what? I mean, what kind of? I mean, what kind of coaching? Do you do you provide any coaching? Like, do you tell people, hey, this could happen? You know, we have to oh, plan 100%. for off season. Yeah, because yeah. even to your point, like whether it's somebody preparing for a big tournament like you guys, or it's just somebody in a fat loss phase. Yeah, even somebody in a fat loss phase, they end that cut, and now all of a sudden it's like, well, like especially if they feel great. They're like, I feel amazing. Well, guess what? Most people aren't at a sustainable intake. Mm. So we got to increase their calories, but mentally they're kind of like, oh, I'm over it. Like I feel good. Well, that's why most people lose weight and gain the weight back because they don't, they go back to right. their old eating habits. So yeah. for me, as you guys know, a big piece of my coaching is one, let's create habits that make this thinkless in the, in the long run. Right. Yep. Like how can you eat appropriately without having to make it like I got to track every single thing or whatever the case is. Like we're really building habits. Yeah. But again, it's meeting that person where they're at. But it's, I always have the conversation and we've had the conversations of like, okay, what is that going to look like? But it's still hard to prepare somebody until they're in it. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. we had the conversations, but then afterwards it's kind of like, ah, okay, like, what do I do now? Right. Like, yeah. and Amy, I keep using this for example, because okay. we worked together for so long, but she's the perfect example of when she has a goal that she's really focused on, she hits it hard, but as soon as that's over, it's kind of like, and that's a common I'm using you because it's totally common. It's, yeah. it's you very, went through the same thing, yeah. not anticipating that, yeah, right? Like a hundred percent. It's, yeah. I would say almost a hundred percent with everybody. It's common Yeah. because people want, people are better with extremes, but this is mm -hmm. where we talk about a lot, right? Like let's get away from the extremes and find where maintenance is a phase two. 
Yeah. And I think people forget right. that. Like if I'm not focused on fat loss or whatever, even in a building phase, like talking about just building muscle. Yeah. It's hard for people because it's slow. It's yeah. not exciting. You just got to put the work in and it's not as exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, how do you start with a client? Say you got somebody coming in and they're, let's just say, okay, it's not someone off the couch. Okay. Cause I think that's harder in my opinion. Well, you're just breaking a lot. You're trying to break down a lot of habits. A lot of habits. Have, right? But let's say, let's say you have a super competitive, super athlete, you know, guy that's been competing or girl that's been competing since they were kids. Yeah. I'll just give you an example. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, hello, not off the couch, Alex. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and I hate to say it, but we're kind of set in our ways. 100%. Right. So where do you start with a person like that? Well, at the same time, you're an athlete, right? I mean, we'll just use you as an example. You came to me. You didn't come to me till you're ready. You saw Amy work with me for a couple of years yeah. before you were ready, right? Yeah. So typically, athletes aren't going to ask for that help until they're ready. Yeah. So you come to me, you're ready. You're actually more coachable than maybe somebody on the couch mm -hmm. because you already have these healthy habits. For someone like you or even other athletes, it's actually more of you guys are the more extreme. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, let's let's pull back and, and try to lay out, like, this is what it's going to look like, which we have those conversations, yep. right, of – it's more about kind of showing them like, this is what I'm going to do for you. This is how I'm going to help you. Yep. And we set up a plan and also meet you where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. Does that um, yeah. answer your question? Yeah, it ab absolutely okay. does. So let's get away from the macros for a second. And uh, what about micronutrients? What should people be doing about getting that type of intake? Well, as far as that goes, like I'm all about simple, everything in life, like simplify, right? And you get online and you see all the stuff out there that's like, just makes you, your eyes go cross because you're like, I don't even know what to listen to. So my easiest way I tell people is make sure you're getting the micronutrients is how many fruits, how many servings of fruits and vegetables are you having a day? Zero. Okay. Oh, sorry. You weren't asking me. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, you're supposed to be having some. So that's a conversation for later. <laughs> yeah. but, right. Like I tell people, as long as you're focusing on, you know, one to two servings of fruit, you can have more obviously, but most people aren't doing that three to four servings of vegetables and try to focus on whole foods for the majority of the time. Mm -hmm. Don't be eating. You can eat processed stuff and you can eat stuff out of packages. But if that's the majority of your diet, you're probably gonna have some deficiencies. Yeah. But the biggest thing is try not to overthink that. Like I love simplifying things for people because there's so much confusing information out there. It's like, we all know what healthy, what a healthy diet is, right? But yeah. that's also harder for a lot of people to actually implement. Like for athletes, okay, training is the easy part. They love training. That's easy, right? It's yeah. how do we get the hardest parts really the diet. So mm. it's a variety in your diet. The yeah. other thing I suggest is try to rotate the different colors in your diet because okay. you're getting different micronutrients from colors of foods. Yeah. So rotate colors. It doesn't have to be every day. Maybe every week you're like, hey, I'm going to try you know, purple and greens this week or whatever. Like that sounds so elementary, That's but it's cool also though. a it's simple really way, cool. right? It's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I do that in our own, like even in our house, because I'm the same, like get in the rut of, we love broccoli, we love whatever, Brussels sprouts. But I'm like, okay, we've been eating that for a month now. Like, let's break it up. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just simplify, add different colors in your diet. I know yeah. that sounds too simple, but it really is. I think that's a great idea. I think, I never thought of it that way. I just thought, I don't know, eat strawberries. You well, can eat strawberries I too. Have strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> strawberries are great. I mean, yeah. I love strawberries. And obviously, as I'm coaching people, we'll talk about like, what do you like? This is. Let me get into another little topic sure. that kind of plays in this is why I don't do meal plans, because I give you a meal plan. We've had this conversation, right? Mm -hmm. As soon as you go out to eat or you go to a friend's house, guess what? That's on your meal plan. Yeah. Now you don't know what to eat oh, to hit yeah. the macros. What am yeah. I going to do now? Exactly. What am I yeah. going to do now? So we talk about like even in the coaching of uh, anyway, that's why I don't do meal plans. I'm not a huge fan of them. It doesn't teach people anything. It's still a crutch. Yeah. But to your point of micronutrients, it's like, okay, we'll talk about fiber. So like one thing I'll have, as you guys know, is I have fiber in our sheet that we track. You can look at somebody's fiber and know how good a quality of their diet is by yeah. that. Most people, their fibers in the teens, like Whoa. less than 10. Well, you know, they're not eating enough fruits and vegetables if they're not even eating 10 grams of fiber. Yeah. So yeah. that's really an easy way. Also, as I have people start looking at their fiber, well, guess what? As their fiber goes up, unless you're just getting it from like tortillas and things, which you can do that, but that's a conversation we're having too. So yeah. it's like, look at your fiber. If your fiber's less than 15 a day, you probably need to add some whole foods in your diet. Where, where should that be? It depends on somebody's calories. Okay. So kind of the standard <clears throat> is 14 to 20 grams of fiber per thousand calories. So okay. you can kind of determine like where your calorie intake is and how much you need. But yeah. with that said, let's say we have somebody eating a 2000 calorie diet and they come to me eating five, five to 10 grams of fiber. Not abnormal. Like that definitely <laughs> happens. I know that sounds crazy, Yeah. but I'm not going to tell them, Hey, go eat 30 grams of fiber. Cause guess what? Their guts are going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. Their guts are going to hurt. Exactly. Yes. They're going to hate me. Yeah. So then I slowly inch them up too. But yeah. if you're somebody who's eating a good amount of fiber, you kind of track that. Just try to aim for 14 to 20 per thousand calories. That's an easy math, like an easy way to kind of set your own fiber goal. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, um, you know, going back to, um, you know, the, the coach showing up when you're ready, um, I think what happened to me was, um, we, we made a, we made a change in our, in our Academy. We brought in a, um, a evening coach. That's, you know, just a, a, 
heck of a competitor, young, young guy. And, you know, he's been teaching me a lot, a lot of stuff and people that are in, you know, about to be 50, um, you know, have a little success in jujitsu tend to be very stubborn and set in their ways. But one thing I did with him is, um, he proved to me that, that he could teach me stuff that my body can do. Like he never tries to teach me anything that I can't do, which is really cool. That's awesome. So it, Kind of, I don't want to say it forced me, but it, it gave me the ability to shut off the I know switch. Mm-hmm. I just shut it off and I just listen to him. I just do what he tells me. And so far, so good. He's been changing my game for the better. So I think that helped me when I found you, well, through Amy, right? right. When we started talking. And uh, I, I just shut off that I know switch. And I just trusted, you know, based on the information I'm providing you, right? Right, you could, absolutely. You, yeah, because it's a two-way street. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I, I didn't sit there and say, well, f- feed me, damn it. You right. know what I mean? 100%. But I've it, said that. <laughs> <laughs> you still say that. <laughs> but I think that's really hard. I, I, I guess I, I what I'm trying to say is, you know, if you're in your 40s, if you're in your 50s, if you're in your 60s, it's not too late to get those athletic juices flowing again, but it all starts with diet and nutrition, I think, right? 100%. Yeah. And typically, to your point, like a lot of people, again, if they love training already, that's the easy part. Yeah. It is the diet that's the hard part, but you have to trust the person, right? Yep. Like you trusted me, I'm sure because of Amy, like yep. you saw her progress and you're like, okay, yep. this girl knows what she's talking about, right? Yeah. But then you were also ready for me. Yeah. Three years ago, we probably went to work together because yeah. you weren't ready to be coached because you thought you knew. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was stubborn. I mean, I was just like, you know, ask, ask Amy, I can be a little stubborn. Yeah. But, uh, a tad. but you know, it, w- once I, once I, but once I get my mind set on something, I give it my full commitment. So if I say I'm going to do this, it's going to be, I give it a hundred percent. So three years ago, I would have been like, I don't need Jenny. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't need anybody. This is what I'm doing. So yeah. it, it, it's kind of hard to overcome. So yeah. But to no. your point, <clears throat> oh, sorry, no, 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 go ahead. Three years ago was also the uh, kidney stone year. Yes. A really yes, super that, hard weight cut. And you would think that would have uh, <laughs> been the catalyst, but it, it was not. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, just, I'll share that story. Okay. I went to Atlanta and uh, did, did a tournament out there. So what we were doing at the time as a as a um, academy, uh, this is before we opened our academy, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Before we opened our academy. As an academy, my old training, training uh, partners and my instructor, we would go out and support like the leaders of our association. So we have one in Atlanta. We would go do the Atlanta Open. We had one in San Jose. We'd do the San Jose Open. And now there's one in Nashville. I hope to go back to Nashville. That was a lot of fun. fun. But it wasn't there at the time. So we'd kind of just go around the country and support them. So we went to Atlanta. And I had probably the hardest weight cut because I just kind of blew it off until last minute. So yeah. I was sitting in the tub all night and it I was, was just hard. like, I would get in the tub and then I would get out of the tub and wrap myself in towels so that I could get the tub hot again with Epsom salt. And then so I could get back in the tub. Oh yeah, I was yeah. in the tub for a long time. Yeah. And then I was sauna suit, jump rope, morning of sauna suit, jump rope. Oh my God. God. Yeah, go in there bad. and I, I wasn't won. even there and I won. That's probably why that's probably why I yeah, didn't pay I attention been nagging so hard. Yeah. So I uh, so I won. And then I mean, cool. what do you do after a win? You go out and celebrate. Did I hydrate? Hell no. So <laughs> went out no. Atlanta. Atlanta's an awesome place. Uh, we started kind of in the Marietta area, kind of worked our way around. And I don't even know how I got home. But all I know is I was on a plane the next morning and we land in Phoenix. Thank goodness this happened in Phoenix. We land in Phoenix, and I go to the bag check, grab my bag, and I felt just a little pull in my side. And I was like, man, there's something wrong. Like, maybe I have indigestion or something. By the time we got from our bags to uh, our car, I was doubled over in pain. Oh, wow. I was doubled over in pain. So there's a little there's a little, shat, there's a little shack uh, when you're leaving the, the parking lot, and it's like a do not enter. It's like airport property. Don't yeah. I barged in. And I was like, I got to use your bathroom. I'm sorry. But it wasn't the bathroom. I, I just, I, I, it, it was, I wasn't, I couldn't believe how much pain I was like in. Like you didn't know what was going on. No. no. I thought something, something exploded and I was dying. So go to the ER and my buddies that, that I'm with, I'm not driving, thank God. My buddies that I'm with are calling Amy. Amy's like, take them to this, this whatever <laughs> ER place. And I'm like, there's one right, th-, you know, we're passing places. I was furious. Anyway, Super anyway, Bowl Sunday. I was worried about the insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying, damn it. I was dying. Um, obviously not. <laughs> You're still here, thank God. Yeah. So uh, we spent uh, half of Super Bowl Sunday in the ER, doubled over in pain, and then, you know, I, I passed the stone, apparently. Yeah, yeah. And, wow. Yeah. He, he's, not, he's not one to panic, and he's not one that, that freaks out over pain. He can handle that, and he doesn't panic, but he was 
freaking out over pain <laughs> and panicking. Yeah. And so a little bit green. it was serious. I yeah. was sitting there going, I was telling Amy, I was like, I can't believe how much pain I'm in. This is unbelievable. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you would think, right? You would think I learned my lesson. It took me a little longer. It took, it took me another a little 11 longer. months. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but then I started working with you. And um, I can say that. I'm not cutting weight. If I do, it's like a pound. You know what I mean? It's not, right. and it's, it's a sleep it off kind of kind of weight. But um, we got it to where I'm walking into the venue, hydrated, fed. I've eat, I ate uh, this last Master Worlds. I was high, I had almost a hundred ounces of water, and I had two meals in me before I started the competition, and I was on weight, easy, Amazing. easy on weight. Yeah, I think my my official weight was 179, and I have to weigh in at 181. So that's just I, I'm I'm telling that story because there's people out there that are cutting crazy weight, and they're not working with a diet coach, or not working with a nutrition coach, and they need to start doing it. So can you? Am I the only one that's this stubborn? Is oh, I, no, 100%. Okay. I mean, you guys know, I'll throw Nick Flores out there. You guys know him, right? Yeah, so Nick, I used to work yeah. with him back in the day when I had my corporate job. Yeah. And he would do the same, maybe not to the extreme that you did that time, but he yeah. was the same, like always like cutting, cutting. And I'm like, for one, dehydration, as you guys know now, like Bad. will infect your, yeah, yeah, that affects your performance more oh, than most athletes yeah. know. Yeah. So much. But that's the nature of what you guys your sport, right? Like mm -hmm. that's what they do. So any client that comes to me, so I use Nick Flores. So yes, it's very common. Like I feel like any client I've ever had in your sport does the exact same things that you guys were doing when you started with me. <laughs> yeah. and I really like not doing that. Right. right. I, I like you not doing that. Right. Cause as Amy it's knows, so I stress, <laughs> I stress for my own athletes. Like, yeah. okay, you're right. Like you guys were like texting every single day, like yep. leading into your tournaments. Like yep. I want to make sure like we're good. We're keeping you accountable. Yeah. Um, because I told you when you started with me, I'm like, all right, both of you, was I want you, let's get you the weight ahead of time so we're not doing any of this. Now, we've had to do it with Amy a few times, but it's fine. <laughs> She's still won, and yeah. whatever, it's fine. No but learner. Yeah. the last tournament, yeah. you went and fed, too, and I hydrated. I went fed and hydrated, and my official weight was two and a half pounds under where it needed to be. Yeah. It was awesome. Solid. Yeah, that's, it was awesome. That's perfect. Yeah. So, no, you guys definitely, it's more the norm to be like you guys are than now how you guys are going into tournaments. Yeah. And I want to talk about, because we use the word cut. You and I talk about cut. Yeah. But we don't talk about weight cut in the sense that there's a sauna involved. Right. We talk about right. cutting back macros. So, let's talk about that a little bit. We incrementally went from, you know, and, and, and I noticed that you kept my protein the same fats the same because my fats are pretty low but we played with carbohydrates why is it that you only play with carbohydrates and not the uh, protein or fat well so a couple of things is protein typically when anybody's dieting in your sport or not you want to keep protein at least optimal which we had you you guys are always an optimal intake right yeah. so we want to make sure we're maintaining muscle mass um that's the main reason why satiation you're dieting so we want to keep you full which yeah. protein will keep you more satiated fats i really play more with carbohydrates for a couple of things one we keep fats the same because we bring those down like yeah you're a bit on the lower end going into the cut mm -hmm. because one, I want carbs high enough to keep you fueled because yep. carbohydrates are your first source of fuel, yeah. right? So now we're keeping you fueled as much as we can, but also cutting carbohydrates will impact the cut as far as like you dropping pounds. Yeah. So that's where like I pretty much have your protein. Once I set somebody's protein, I rarely change that. Now we've changed it a few times with Amy actually in yeah. her cuts, but that was literally, it still has calories, so it yeah. still matters. Right. But that's usually last resort for me. It's typically let's get fats low enough, like where they're, you're still getting enough. Obviously you can get good food in you, but carbohydrates typically it's because the water weight, the carbohydrates are going to impact. Gotcha. But I also want carbohydrates fueling you as long as we can too. Yeah. And we talked to, we talked, gosh, leading up to the tournament, we talked like not every day, but pretty damn near every day, yeah. at least text. Yes. It's because um, she loves me more that she talks to me. Every <laughs> <day>. <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, but, uh, and the reason we were talking was, uh, okay. So my output wasn't changing two weeks out, right? It changes the week of, but I still have some hard training days. But the concern was, do I have enough fuel to finish my workouts properly? And that's kind of, I guess, the way that helped me is knowing going into the tournament, I knew exactly what I needed to eat before I went in and competed mm -hmm. because that's what I was eating right before I, I trained, right? right? Same amount of time before, same food because we mm -hmm. packed food. And it's, you know, it may sound complex, but once you have it down, man, you have it down and it's right. cheap. Yep. You know, we're not going out to eat. We're packing our food. We're bringing yep. our own crap. So it was, it was cheap to do. It was really great. I mean, you're right. It's like doing the work up front, right? But like for any athlete, it's in, obviously you guys, it's like, I tell you guys figure out, and we talk about it too, yep. but I'm like, you got to figure out what makes you feel good and pay attention to the meal timing. Don't just wing this, right? Like we had the conversations, like, especially with Alex, cause we've been working together a few years. So we had you yeah. like pretty much dialed in. Like Amy came to me actually high fat 
when she first, you were actually higher fat too. And then we kind mm-hmm. of flip flopped yep. that a little bit for both of you guys because yep. you're sport, right? right? But I've been pretty stubborn. I'm like, don't take my fats away. Yeah, she does <laughs> like her fats. We found a happy balance. Yeah, 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 definitely. But like for you, we were actually doing a little bit of calorie cycling based on your the way you train. You yeah. train light, hard, light, medium, hard, right? Yep. So we cycled you in that aspect too to make sure you were fueled. But yep. I remember telling you like, okay, let's drill down, like make sure that you're, you know what you're eating. So yeah. then that week of it's thinkless, right? Like to your point, it sounds complicated, but once you got it down, you just know what to do. Simple. Yeah. And we yeah. played with, remember with you, we played a little bit with adding some Gatorade in. Cause we're yep. like, you need some intracarbs and you're yes. like, you know what? Gatorade makes me feel good. Cool. But we experimented with it. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Like, that little, that little it. 80 calorie bottle right before training, man, that was a ticket. Solid. Yeah. Like it was, wasn't too much, like just enough. But yeah. again, we did that. What? Two, three weeks out yeah. to make sure like do you feel good with that? Yeah. And that was something that, um, I did when I was training triathlon. Um, there were certain things like, you know, obviously I, I, I don't think I had, I didn't have a nutrition coach. I had a, I had a tri coach and he okay. was like, yeah, just eat, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but he and I got pretty scientific of, at, about it after a little while. I mean, I had like, I would carry a bottle and this was my, uh, gosh, that bottle would carry me almost three quarters of the way. Cause it had like 1400 calories of stuff in it and okay. it was sludge. Right. But yeah. That was my calorie. That was my calorie intake for most of the race, but um, it, it was it was one of those things where okay. So when I feel like crap, I need a um, Red Bull and not a Coke because I can't ride my bike with a Coke. I can't run with a Coke, but I can do a Red Bull. So those are the little tweaks that I that I found like really helpful, and th- so that kind of led me to what we were talking about at the end of my. At the end of my training session, gosh, that last round, I just feel kind of run down. What if we did this? And then when we tried it, it was, that it worked, was ticket. Right? Yeah, it was, money. it was money. Yeah. 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 So but that's what I love about the tweaks. Like even with the weight cut, talking about that, like Amy and I talked right before Vegas too. You had mentioned something about, well, if we don't have for dinner, maybe I'll get Chipotle. And I was like, to hold up Chipotle, right? The right. higher sodium, most yeah. people's weight. So it's even knowing this of like over the time of like learning, like, what do I respond to? How am mm-hmm. I, and also what's going to impact my weight, especially in your sport, yeah. right? So yeah. Amy was like, oh yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah. So it's even just working as a team. Like the way I see any client, regardless of the goal is we're a team. Like yeah. I'm going to yep. coach you and I'm going to educate you, but we're in this together because yeah. we got to find what works for you. I mean, you guys aren't doing the same thing. You know right. what I mean? Right. Like you're not yeah. eating the same types of foods because. No, I'm so jealous. He gets to eat so much more than I do. <laughs> I, I kind of well, feel bad for you sometimes. <laughs> I have to watch him. But. Well, and she's at, she's at a job where she's got to eat on the go all the time. Right. I mean, she doesn't get, I get to sit down. I get to sit down and eat. I can make time. You know, if it, it's, it may not be the exact same time every day, but I can make time to sit. So it's going to be a little bit more difficult. You got to plan a little bit better than I do. Yeah, I do, but I've worked it out. Like, I know when my slower times at work are. So, like, I have, I, I'm pretty regimented in what I eat every day um, until dinner time. And that's been my, my, uh, well, we're having dinner at nine right. o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. So that doesn't help. Yeah. You know? yeah. But, like, I know I, I have my oatmeal with peanut butter and berries every morning. And then usually around 10 30, between 10 30 and noon, I can have lunch. Um, and I eat the exact same thing every freaking day. Yeah. And, but you but enjoy it, right? Yeah. It doesn't suck. Yeah. I've been doing right. it for months and months, but I know I, I feel good when I, I have none of this specific meal. It carries me through until about four o'clock when is another sort of slowish time at work. So I can chug a protein shake and get through the rest of my shift. Yeah. Um, and then dinner I sabotage myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah keep working on that yeah, yeah we'll I work mean, on that but <clears throat> everything you're saying is the habits right like you've created yeah. a, it took us a couple of years but this is my goal with any client is let's create a routine and habit that mm. makes it thinkless yeah I mean truly like yeah yeah it's thinkless I, I don't now, I don't right? have to think about it I yeah. know I know exactly what I need to eat and, and approximately when I need to eat it and then uh I don't have to feel like I'm going to murder somebody. Yeah. Which is cool. Well, and, and that's, this is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know how to segue, so I'm just going to do it. Um, <laughs> but this is the reason I asked you to, to be on today. So you work with Jenny for three years, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I've noticed a significant change in the last year versus the previous two. What was it that got you? I mean, we're talking in the past, we'll call it 16, 18 months. You've dropped 30 pounds, 10% body fat, or 11% body fat now. Um, well, when I started with Jenny, I was at a 31%, according okay. to our scale at the Academy. Yeah. Um, 31% body fat. And I think it only took a year. And I lost, well, only a year. A year's a long time. But yeah. um, but it's not. That was, But it's not. It's, it's, not. <laughs> it's, it's really, it goes really it's fast. It's not at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
And I think in the first year I got down to the one. 50-ish range. So, so yeah. that's about 40 pounds over the course of the year. So wow. I exaggerate slightly because I was 190 pounds-ish when I started working with Jenny. Wow. Yeah. And I was just freaking tired of it. Yeah. Um, it, and the jiu-jitsu, my jiu-jitsu wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Um, it's still not. But it's way better than it used to be, you know, um, which came with mat time and yeah. as you've always, as you always say. Um, but then once I got the weight down... It was about keeping it down. Mm. And then I didn't have to focus so much on getting the weight down. And as Jenny and I have talked a number of times, getting my head right. Yeah. And I've had, in the past year, I've had a tremendous uh, growth just in the way I think about everything. And I'm a lot more confident. Um, I feel great. I'm like, I respect myself. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that all starts with keeping the promises you make to yourself, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, I mean, there's that's no. That's it. You nailed it. Yeah. That's huge. When clients get to that point, and you don't know how long it's going to take anybody, to your point, right? Like, maybe you never thought you'd be where you're at now. But nope. what's cool as a coach is watching. I mean, you know when somebody has the ability and they're going to get there, but you don't know if they're actually going to get there, right? But it's been cool. Like, I always post, like, physical transformation is cool. Like, definitely cool. Like, love seeing it. Yeah. But it is the growth and like what you're saying, like you're confident now. And like you said, you, you want to quit letting yourself down yeah, and yeah. keeping those promises you made to yourself. And that's when people, it just clicks. That's when people are like, okay, like I'm, so, I got this now. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. cool. As a coach, like being part of that is, yeah, I can't explain it. Like it truly is like, it's amazing. Like that's why I love what I do because it's amazing watching people change and just grow. Like I love the growth aspect of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you know, and, and re- Someone someone posted something the other day. It said, you know, something something along the lines. Maybe it was Lance. He says, you know, respect yourself enough to have a plan. And man, that's like, you want to? That's like a punch in the face, yeah. right? And and a lot of people don't. And you know, we talk about everybody's got inner demons. And I talked to uh, Aaron Simpson uh, on the podcast uh, not too long ago. And you know, Aaron is like, you know, um, you know, uh, he came in fourth at nationals at at ASU. Uh, he was a, you know, captain of his team. He, he you name it, he did it. Mm-hmm. Pac-10, you know, all, you know, all Pac-10, everything. And we talked about, you know, you, you're the, the, the head trash, the, the inner demons. When you start, when you start, uh, or when you stop keeping the promises you made to yourself, that's when the demons get stronger because they never go away, mm-hmm. right? They never go away. They're, they're in the corner doing pushups, doing pull-ups, getting stronger so that when you slip, boom, they're in your head. This mm-hmm. is who you are. You remember? Yeah, we sure. remember you, right? Mm-hmm. And when you when you fight them off, fight them off, you know, through diet, through hydration, especially through exercise, stuff like that, they don't get weaker, but you get stronger. It's like another muscle that you're that you're uh, working out there. So I love that. I love that aspect yeah, of a, it. I love it. That's a great, a great analogy, a great point. It's yeah. a, and I see it all the time with people. I mean, it does get easier, right? For you now, like, sure, those, it's a self-talk. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, a lot of that self-talk is what will destroy people's goals more yeah. than anything. And I talk a lot about with clients. I mean... The nutrition component is like the is a little bit right. Sure, it's yeah. all the other things that we got to work through with people, but it's usually it's the self talk. And I would say men have it too, but I would say females are the worst. And it's like turning that narrative around that you tell yeah. yourself, like yeah. what you're saying, right? Like I think one thing that I want to say about your transformation in the last year was you reading the book Psycho Cybernetics. Like that made yeah. a big difference for you. It did, and it's it all really about did. visualization, mm-hmm. really, right? I mean, you can speak more to that, but I think that's where I really saw you. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, and I. I I have I, I put it down. I actually haven't finished it. Um, I the this the self help kind of books are very difficult for me to read. But you really encouraged me to read that one, and um, my head kind of exploded with each chapter. Um, and I was like, "Whoa, okay, yeah, I can do this." Um, but I, I I can't point to one thing in the book that was like, "Oh, yeah, that was it." Um, but the whole, just the, the whole thing was just kind of smacked me upside the head and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Hmm. Let's, you let's know, do this. You told me the one thing that really got you was believing in yourself. It got, you were reading that and you're like, I got to believe in myself. And if I believe I can do it, I can do it. You told me that one of our calls. Yeah. And that was like a, a switch for you. Like, I feel like that when you started believing more in yourself yeah. by reading that book and really visualizing where do I want to get that's when I even saw it, like, in the last year. Like, we worked together for three years, but in the last year, I really saw you going, okay, like, yeah, I can do this, right? Like, Yeah, well, and I, 
it, on top of that, though, so yes, yes, and um, all the nutrition stuff was really has really been coming together in the past year. Like I, yeah, I'd gotten it, but this past year I've been, I feel like I've because I get it, I can stick to it better than I could before. Mm, yeah, um, <clears throat> I can focus on the hydration, so my food's right, my water's right. Sleep is still garbage, but I'm, we're working on that. <laughs> we're working my on training, that. <laughs> my training has been consistent yeah. and good. And I've seen, um, so all of those, I'm having these, all of these successes. And then I'm reading this book says, just believe in yourself, dude. I'm like, yeah, okay, <laughs> let's do that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then it all even, and then it, it gets even better from there. Yeah. And I, and I can talk about um, self-sabotage from a coach's standpoint. So, there, there are certain athletes that, that, you know, that I, that I train that, um, they are all in, they're all in on themselves and I love it. Watching them, I get so inspired. They have no excuses and they don't always win, you know, but there are people out there that have all the ability in the world that just won't put forth the 100% effort because they need an excuse. And that's head trash. That is a hundred percent head trash. Like, I just tell people compete at the highest level you can possibly compete and you won't regret it. But there are people, there's professional athletes out there that self-sabotage. They, they train really hard and then they'll disappear from camp and go out drinking, go out partying, do drugs, do whatever, because they want that excuse in case they lose. They can always say, yeah, you know, I, I went partying last week, you know? True. So, um, that's, that's one thing like believing in yourself doesn't ha doesn't mean you have to win everything. It right. doesn't mean okay. you have to be a hundred percent. Doesn't mean you have to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. But if you give a hundred percent effort every single day, man, you will not regret it. You will not regret That's true. that. Yeah. And yeah. keep showing up, right? Like keep to, showing up. So you asking <clears throat> to eat like, okay, it takes three years and you're like, Oh, it took a year to lose forty pounds. Okay, well at the end of the day, that's really not that long. And the bigger thing is you've kept it off. Yeah. Yes. yes. Right? Yes. Like that's the bigger thing. And then like you say, you gotta show up. Like you're not always gonna win. You're not always gonna be perfect. And yeah. I think that's where people get they need to get out of their own way is don't expect perfection because that's not real. That's not reality. It's not reality. Way. Yeah. Well, and um, and you guys have competed in stuff too. Like winning is awesome. Winning is awesome <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but those losses, you're like, what did I screw up? Why did I lose? Like my skill was there. Like worlds this past year. Like I made major mental mistakes, and. So that's what I get to work on now, yeah. right? It, and so I can come back stronger next year. You know, yeah. just You'll grow from it. Yeah, the growth from losses is almost exponential. Yeah. What what I what I love the most about jujitsu is it doesn't care about you. It doesn't care. True. Jujitsu jujitsu doesn't reward you for anything. It doesn't care how much you want it. It doesn't care how many hours you put in. It will still let you lose. However, when you look back at the preparation you're you you're gonna be you're gonna be so proud of yourself i mean regardless Absolutely. of what the outcome right obviously winning is way better than losing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way better, but of course. Uh, but the but the i i'm in love with the process i really am i i love i mean the grind i love being sore and washing geese and you know getting bloody I, washing geese i, I love dig that. it yeah i dig every it day. Man. every day <laughs> every day if i don't have a gi coming out of the washer i feel like a loser i <laughs> really that's do true though right the yeah. process is truly if you can actually embrace that part, yeah. that's where the fun is. Like, obviously winning, yes, that's the ultimate goal. But at yeah. the end of the day, if you don't enjoy the process, yeah. it's just going to suck. Like, yeah. And the process is actually really, really awesome. Yeah. It's really Absolutely. fun. Yeah, it's and really what fun. you make of it. Yeah. And then you can see, you're like, I did all this work and look at where I am. Yeah. Like, I, re I did. I put in the work. Yay me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, the funny part, there are people out there that think I'm missing out on stuff. Bro, I'm not missing anything. No, 100%, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's a matter yeah. of perspective, right? I'm not missing anything, trust yeah. me. But I want to talk a little bit about your background. Okay. Okay, so tell me where you're from. Where, where, where'd you grow up? Colorado. Colorado. Southeastern Colorado. So okay. super small town, middle of nowhere. All right. I live here now. <laughs> <laughs> where it snows in January or in July or oh, whatever. Yeah, May. The year before I moved, it snowed like Memorial Day, no joke. Like it no normally way. does not do that, yeah. but it snowed and I was like got to get out of here yeah yeah <laughs> hate but the cold that's part of the reason i moved Same. out here from the east coast i Same. Two, 
There's a whole season of hurricanes. Yeah. That's just stupid. Oh, don't live dumb. there. No. Don't Why? everybody move away. Weather in general is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, I like uh, we have none. Yes. So um, tell me about your your uh, your background in in, uh, in nutrition and, and where'd you learn all this stuff? Okay. So I grew up in Colorado. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in exercise science and health promotion. Really didn't get into the whole health and fitness. I wasn't an athlete growing up. I didn't get into it till my freshman year of college. Um, funny kind of story about that. Cause people are like, how did you get into it? And this is kind of embarrassing, but also funny to say is the, really the reason why I got into health and fitness was when I went to college, like if people were always coming back, like gaining the freshman 40, we called it freshman 40. I guess they call it freshman 10 now, but it was freshman 40 back then. And I was oh, like, right. I know. Totally. Right. I was like, I am not going to gain the freshman 40 when I go to college. And for whatever reason, I just started, I got into the exercise science stuff. And that was really what drove me to it. Cause I was like, hell no, I'm not gaining that weight. Right. Yeah. Um, I've never been overweight or anything, but I've never been in as good a shape as I am now. Which, to your point about age, like, age really doesn't matter. Like, if you're willing to put in the work, you can accomplish anything, right? The older you get. So, anyway, got my bachelor's degree, exercise science, health promotion. Moved here in my late 20s. And I had my certified, I was a certified personal trainer. um, And I really got a job at Mountainside Fitness just to get me here so I could figure out, like, what I want to do and actually use my degree once I moved here. So, I personal trained. I knew it was going to be temporary. Um, I love training myself, but I did not love training people. Like okay. I don't like touching sweaty people. I don't like, <laughs> I am sorry, like judge me, whatever. Yeah, I yeah. just don't like that part of it. Um, but really what got to me on the nutrition side of things was training people in, in the gym. Like a lot of these, it'd be Scottsdale, like a lot of women coming, like not making changes because they weren't changing their diet. And mm. I just knew, I mean, I knew it going into it, but as you're seeing people frustrated because they weren't getting results, it's because they weren't changing their diet. They're having a personal trainer, right? Which is cool. But if they don't change their diet, nothing's happening. They're not going to get the results they hope for. And so that's when I was like, you know what? Like, this is not for me um, for all the reasons. But anyway, long story short, I got into corporate wellness. I actually started working for a corporate wellness company. It was a startup company. Didn't have any experience in it. Other than my degree was a little bit that. The health promotion part of my degree was that. But I hadn't actually worked in it yet. So anyway, I started working for a corporate wellness company. with a startup company. They were kind of ahead of the game at that point. This was 2017, 8, or sorry, 2007, 2008. So they were actually using Skype for like video coaching calls. Well, that was wow. ahead of the time. Like yeah. that wasn't yeah. really a big deal back then. Yeah. So I basically sold them on like, cause I'm the opinion as you guys know, like if, if you want to achieve something, you can do it. You just got to work hard. Right. Yep. So yep. somehow I sold them on hiring me like, yep, I got this. I can help you build your company, whatever. I did it. I helped them. Um, fast forward, I ended up working for, um, they actually got bought out by an insurance broker because they just weren't big enough. And so I started working for them. And I started working with the health benefit guys where we'd go out, like we'd come to your company and sell you health insurance, but they would bring me along to say, hey, if we can actually implement a wellness program, we'll get your employees healthy, we'll save your company money. Like okay. health insurance is one of the most expensive expenses of a company, right? Yeah. People yeah. don't realize that. So that's how the corporate, just like make a long story short, that's how corporate wellness, I did that for over 10 years. Loved it, made it a lot of great contacts, still did health coaching. Like I was doing health coaching on top of that. Um, fast forward 10 years later, now people are online coaching. This is a thing. And I was like, man, like they were really pushing me to do insurance and uh, I actually got my health insurance license, never did a thing with it because <laughs> in my heart, I knew like, I don't care how much money you can make doing it. It was not for me. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? There's all these other coaches out there like coaching that don't have the experience or background I do. So why, mm-hmm. why can't I do it? It's like yeah. one of those things. Well, if they can do it, why can't I? Yeah. So at the time I wasn't married, I was single on my own, but I was like, you know, I'm going to work my butt off, build up my business while I still have my corporate job. Cause the best time to find is a job when you have a job, right? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I literally spent a year working before I would go into my corporate job at my lunch break at night till 10 o'clock at night weekends. I did that for a year. Um, I will let me back up. I had a mentor, Tony Manders, a good friend of mine. One thing he told me was I went and talked to him like, Hey, I like want to get on my corporate job. He goes, you got to set a date. If you don't set a date, you're, you're just going to keep going. Like you're never going to quit. Yep. I was like, okay, cool. So I set the date, um, did it for a year, built up my business where I got to the, I had the date set, but I was at the point where it was like, I'm holding myself back on my business yeah. by keeping my corporate job. Gave my two weeks notice before my date that I'd set a year prior. Wow, stuck good for with you. it, yeah. right? And awesome. quit my job. It worked out great. They my the company I worked with actually hired me then to actually be there, like basically be a vendor for them oh, and still do awesome. wellness. So it was like a win win for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, took one of my corporate accounts with me. Like they were fine with an account in Texas. They actually worked with me up until last year when they had an acquisition. A big company took them over. So I I still do corporate wellness. Yeah. Um, but anyway, basically that kind of led into it. So Jenny Fit was. I built it, started 2017, actually full-time 2018, and honestly, haven't looked back. Like, it's amazing. I love it. And 
yeah, that's kind of where we're at now. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So what's your, what's your client base local versus out of state? Is it like a 50, 50 kind of thing or is it uh, uh, pretty heavy locally? I would say it's pretty heavy locally. It's probably more like 60, 40 locally okay. because obviously my business is right now purely based on referrals. Like I haven't yeah. done marketing. I haven't done any of that. That's going to change soon. Cause I'm doing some other things just to keep, like I want to impact people as much as I can. Yeah. And yeah. I'm kind of limited right now, but I'm growing in that. I was telling you <laughs> I'm, hiring, I'm hiring a business coach so I can grow, but I have clients all over the United States. I actually have a client in Romania. Wow. Um, I've had one client in England. So I had have like got out of the United States a little bit, which is kind of cool. Like, that is cool. Kind of fun. Um, but mostly, I mean, a lot of it's Arizona because again, a lot of my clients are here. Yeah. Um, but really all over from California to, I mean, the East Coast, even Boston. So yeah, so it's cool. I mean, that I love it. But great. I've also had clients that have worked with me for since the beginning also, which yeah. is kind of fun. I mean, clients become friends. Like obviously you guys yeah. know, like we hang yep. out, right? Like yep. it's cool. So it's a relationship business. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and speaking of which, um, you do an event every year for your clients at the uh, where do we go? Valley Hill. Valley Hill. The Hotel Valley Hill. That was a lot of fun. I'm glad you guys that came. That was a lot so of fun. fun right? yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I had never done like a pool party before. Oh really? I never. Oh, well, I, mean, I didn't know here, that. You know, I don't went to the house, but yeah. I'd never done a pool party before, so that was like new to me. Yeah. And the staff there was awesome. And the people there were great. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot. Of, how did that come about? Where did you? How did you think about that? Because that was a great great idea. Well, I'm glad you guys came. First of all, yes. such a fun time, right? Yeah. So that was actually part of my vision. Like when I started my business, was I want to create a community of people of like minded people. Like obviously, people trying to be healthy and fit. And I really want to create a community. So I'm still building that community. I have a private Facebook group and things like that. But the event, I started off doing like a barbecue the first of the year because the pool party isn't everybody's scene, right? Yeah, like, right. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. Um, which I respect that. Totally get it. It's not everybody's scene. So I used to do like a barbecue just at a park for like families to come the beginning of the year. And then we do the pool party. I've done the pool party every year since I started my business. Yeah. The barbecue just kind of fell off because of like, I want to say it, but right. pandemic and yeah, all that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that just kind of put a damper on things. And I just haven't got back to that. But the pool party was my vision from the get go. And I love, like, I love pool parties. People know yeah. me. Like, I love it. Like, it's a good <laughs> way to show off your hard work. Like, have yeah. fun with people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my whole vision for that day was like, hey, everybody works hard. Like, you're around tracking. And I'm always like, got to track. Or, you know, we have the balance or whatnot. But that day is come have fun. Enjoy yourself. No macro counting. We're going to eat. We're going to drink some alcohol, eat some crappy food and yeah. show the balance. And, and for me, it's awesome because I actually get to meet some of my clients that I've actually never met in person. Yeah. Like, I feel like I met them. Like some people I'm like, wait, we haven't met yet. Cause I feel like, you know what I mean? Like we talk, we, weekly, we so. go through that so often in, in jujitsu and the community, the jujitsu community, like everybody's friends on Facebook. We've never met, you know right? what I mean? Like <laughs> Instagram, stuff like that, like, and share and all this other stuff. And then you meet them at a tournament. Like, you don't know this person. It's the right. first time but it feels like you met them, you know, you've known them a long 100%. time. So, yeah. so I love doing that for the clients that want to come. And it's been a success. Like every year it started the first year, I think it was like 30, 40 people. We've gotten up to 70 people wow. at that thing. Yeah. Um, and we didn't do the 2020 year, but I've done every year except for that. This yeah. year we had 50 to 60 people. And it's always like a kind of a different vibe every year because new people will come. I have the originals. They've come every year and they yeah. keep coming and it's friends and clients. It's not just like, I'm like, Hey, more the merrier. So yeah. It's yeah. just a good time. There's, there's so a good I'm time. so glad you came. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be there next year, right? <laughs> yeah. We'll definitely be there next year. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Um, we met a guy, uh, I think his name is Mike and I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get in touch with him. I, I everything was wet. So I couldn't get his information. Right. But, um, I'm sure I can get you in touch with him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it, he, he lives part-time in Alaska and part-time in Hawaii. Yep. And I got to get him on the podcast. His story, he does jujitsu also. He's, yes. I think he's a white belt. I know just who you're started. talking about. Yes. Yeah. So I'd love to I'll get him on. You guys. Awesome. That would yeah. be so cool. Yeah. But, um, but that's so, cool. Right. Sorry. But like, that's what it's about. It's yes. like, it's not about coming for me, honestly. Like I want to see everybody, but it, I want people to get together and me and, Every year everybody comes back, they're like, oh, yeah, I remember you from last year. So it's building that community and friendships. Like, yeah. to me, that's cool. Like, yeah. that's invaluable. Oh, absolutely. Right? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely. Awesome. I, I want to talk about an, another subject that's really, again, I don't know how to segue. I'm just doing it. Um, another doing subject it. that's really, really near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm originally, my first coaching job in jiu-jitsu was as a kid's coach. And I call it a job. I did it for free. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a job. And uh, I was, I, I just poured my heart into it. And one thing I didn't, maybe I was too young as a coach or maybe I didn't have enough confidence in myself, but there's certain things that I noticed that parents are doing uh, with their kids in athletics that, especially combat sports, that I, I hate to say it bothers me, but it does. It does bother me. Um, there, I think, especially little girls, the relationship with food is being affected because we, we're all we're constantly worried about 
our weight. Can you talk about that relationship with food for kids and, and how you address that with, with parents or, or coaches? For sure. I mean, I would say one, I love that you're even aware of it, mm -hmm. right? Because I'll say as working with tons of adult women, a lot of them have a terrible relationship with food and it came from their mothers, unfortunately, or their mm -hmm. parents, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm just going to blame the mothers, but... And, it, and it's no fault to the parents because I don't think they realize that. No, I mean, it's they're, going they're on. trying to do the right thing by the kid, right? Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So to be in a sport with you guys where it is focused on a weight mm -hmm. goal, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, I've worked with teenagers and kids aren't necessarily my target market, but I've definitely worked with some over the years. And it's a little bit different in that sense. I mean, it's hard to find really coaches that work with kids, I feel like, on that yeah. level. Yeah. But the psychology piece of it, 100% is such a sensitive subject, I guess, if you will. So yeah, I would say, sure. in, right, in your sport... And again, like you maybe can even touch on this a little bit. My thought would be, we had a little conversation about this before, right? Yeah. But my thought is more like, let them compete at whatever, especially kids, let them compete at whatever weight they're at. So yeah. they're not so focused on the scale yes. at that young of an age, because, oh man, like I can't imagine the psychology behind that and what you're setting them up for down the road. Yeah. If you're already having them diet about a certain weight number, right? Yeah. At that age. So, well, forget about diet. We're talking about weight cut. Like weight cutting yes. little kids? Yes. Like what age are you talking? I'm talking like 10, 9. Ooh. Yeah. Man, that's tough. Not a that's good tough. Idea. No, not a great not idea. Not a good idea. I so, would not be supportive of that. Right. I, and <laughs> yeah. I'm not. No. I hate it. I hate it. But I'm not going to tell anybody how to raise their kid. But right. I do want them to realize, uh, well, not realize. Obviously, I'm not trying to lecture anybody. But <laughs> I, I want them to think of it in, in, in such a way that we are not here to talk about wins and losses. We're talking about building good citizens, good people. And if you're building good people, that means they're healthy people mentally and physically, yeah. right? And telling somebody, and, I, and I, I hear this all the time at tournaments, all the time. Like, I, they're not my students, right? They're somebody else's students. But, you know, the kids are like, can I eat? Can I eat? And the kids and the parents are like, no, no, you got to wait. And you got to weigh in. You got to watch your weight. You got to watch your weight. And, okay, I, I always say, like, little boys, we rebel, like, I'm going to eat, bro. I'm sorry. I'm going to find some. I'm going to find gum under the thing. I'm going to eat something, you know. But little girls, they, they they tend to be a little bit more attentive to what their parents say. Yeah. Um, rule followers. Yeah, rule followers, yeah. right. And and boys would be like, oh, I'll just buy a candy bar. You know what I mean? Right. But I, I guess, you know, the fear, I think, in my opinion, what that parents have is that their daughter may lose in the tournament because they're, they're the smallest person in the division. Let them lose. Yeah. I think you'll be surprised at the outcome, right? Well, Exactly. And I think to your point, it's like building the confidence at mm. the same time, like this sport is going to build the confidence. But if you constantly have them worrying about a weight at that age, yeah. you true. And I'm saying this because I've worked with so many women who have just a terrible relationship with food again, not even because of this, but because of whatever their, their parents relationship with food. So you starting off with that, not you, but like somebody starting off already worrying about food. I mean, food is, I mean, Amy, like we talk about, right? Like food, the relationship with people's food is the hardest part. It it's is. Not, right. yeah. Well, so, and societally in general, to yeah. every, look at the magazines. Look at what we see, the models in the yeah. magazines. If you're, if you're over 110 pounds, you're not going to be on a cover of a magazine, right? Right. But I'm 47 years old and literally in the best shape of my entire life yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I feel awesome. I look awesome. Um, yeah, you do. My jujitsu's good. I'm strong. You know, all of this stuff. And it started with working with you and getting my head right around food, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't win all the time. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, because that makes you better. Yeah. It, talk about it. Right. right. Losses are tremendous opportunities for growth. Um, but then I know I can still eat, you know? And it's, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. And in fact, when I compete locally, I go up a weight class. I am the little one mm. in there because mm -hmm. my my competitors here fight at middle heavy and mm -hmm. I fight at middle. I'm not going to gain weight. Right. Right. Because that's it's not it's going to be sloppy weight. Yeah. Right. You're it's going not going to be strength. Yeah. So go in optimal, yeah. hydrate, make sure I'm fed and hydrated. And then I go in and it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, maybe with kids, it's more a matter of even at a, at your schools of taking it a different approach is like, Hey, this is about confidence, teaching them what, not that you want them to lose. Right. But if you do lose what growth is going to come of that yeah. and being prepared of let's set them up for success for long term and yeah. not have them worrying so much about the weight per se, Yeah, but they're just getting stronger in the sport. Right. Per se. And then teach them nutrition. Like anytime I've worked with kids, I've never had kids track their macros, first of all. Like, I've even had 17-year-olds when parents are like, hey, will you work with my daughter? And I'm like, 
Yes, but I always have a conversation with the parents first, and I never make it about. I help them understand nutrition, but I don't have them track their food because yeah. at that point, really, like, just le- teach them to learn to listen to their body. And I would say, like, for your athletes that are kids, teach them what how food makes them feel. It's mm. not about like that number on the scale, right? Yeah. So just having a different approach. The byproduct could still be there at a healthy weight, yeah. But now they aren't focused on that. Yeah. So uh, I guess my question would be, what would you say? Because you know, kids don't have a lot of, um, they they don't they they really don't dictate where they eat, what they right. eat, right? Parents usually do that. Guardians usually do that. What can you say to a parent or guardian that has a kid that's a competitor and wants to keep their weight at a certain place? How how can they do that in a healthy way? Well, I mean, if the kid's already at, let's say the kid's at a healthy weight. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. If they're at a healthy weight, then to your point, this is one reason why it's hard to work with kids because it comes down to the parents. Yeah. So do the parents understand nutrition? Like right. that's the starting point, yeah, right? Do yeah. you understand? What's their relationship with food? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Do you understand what calories that. are? Do you under, cause if not, how are you going to help your kid and how are you going to set your kid up for success? So yeah. if anything, not making this about the parents, but it is like, if they don't know, how can they help their kid? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've had tons of clients who are athletes, especially back when CrossFit Games was, I felt like it was a much bigger deal years ago. I had tons of CrossFit athletes. And I have one client specifically where um, he specifically said, like, him learning about nutrition for himself, his kids were younger, now they're elementary age. He's like, now I recognize when my kids come home and they're tired and they're cranky or whatever, hey, maybe you guys need some fruit or whatever. Like, now he recognizes, like, he's made that connection through his own journey of how to help his kids. Yeah be healthier and he recognizes when their energy is low like maybe they haven't eaten well or maybe they haven't eaten enough like yeah. he truly took what he learned and applied it to them so yeah. that probably wasn't the answer you were looking for no, but that's parents good. don't know how if you don't know what you don't know right no, that, that's a that's yeah. a great answer um you know <clears throat> I, I i ask this question of anybody that has a background in nutrition i don't you know i listen to you but um but <laughs> like learning. uh like like tiffany tiffany was on the on the podcast and, and you know she was saying like what if you know, because a lot of the, a lot of the issues are when a kid is right at the top end of their or the bracket of their division, uh, weight wise, and they're going to go into one where they're going to be giving up six or seven pounds, which is in jujitsu is kind of a big deal. Yeah. So what they want to do is they want to watch what they're eating and kind of you know maybe cut back you know what they're eating and that so they can make the weight at this division versus the higher division. So, but I mean, my my question is, are they eating pizza? You know right. what I mean? Are they eating at home? Are they are you taking them out for burgers because because it's convenient? Or if you're truly, truly, truly trying to get your kid to to win uh, their division at that certain weight level, well then maybe invest a little time in learning about nutrition, right? And and yeah. cooking at home and making sure they're eating healthy. Yes. And don't even talk about it. Exactly. Don't even talk about it. Yeah. You know, that's, don't make it such a big deal, right? Yeah. Like, or make it more about them feeling good. Or to yep. your point, the parents are they're the ones in charge essentially. Yeah. So. Make it not so obvious of, especially how you're using the example of like, oh, you can't eat yet. It's like, if anything, Ugh. yeah, that's yeah. a tough one because that's going to stick with those kids more than people realize. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. Like more, just make it more of like, okay, you're paying attention if they're eating out all the time, which is a thing, right? Like yeah. most people nowadays convenient. eat out. Yeah, it's convenient. It's convenient. Yeah. But we also know, because we've talked about it, there's tons of convenient ways at home. You just got to learn those yeah. convenient yeah. ways to eat, right? Yeah. Like. It's actually going to save you time from waiting in a drive-through line to get fast food. I will. I will be completely transparent right now and say that there are times when I'm like, I'm not going to eat now because I'm going to have a giant meal right before bed. <laughs> <laughs> I I look at my macros. I'm like, nope. I'm not going to ruin that. I'm not. That's that's not probably the best approach. But well, we got that. What's well, uh, your choice? Yeah, we yeah. got that microwave rice cooker. Yeah. Um, on Amazon, it was like ten bucks. I can have rice ready to go in 10 minutes. It's fantastic. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to pay attention to it. I stick it in the microwave, 10 minutes, go, boom. And then we can grill something. We usually make a pile of grilled, yeah, grilled chicken breast or whatever. Boom, we're ready. Mm -hmm. But I can can beat that. If somebody just doesn't want to cook, doesn't want to cook, doesn't have the time, whatever the excuse is, 90 second pack of rice. There's 90 second, Ooh. you know, Uncle Ben's. It's like a 90 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. second packet of rice, right? Yeah. Throw that in the microwave. I always tell people, vet, uh, eat a vegetable. It doesn't matter. Can, canned <laughs> may, maybe isn't optimal, but it's better than nothing. Yeah. Open a can of green beans and open a can of chicken or tuna. Guess what? You got a meal. You literally mm. took you two minutes. To, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Maybe it's not like going to be the most delicious, but I'm saying to me personally, I would rather do that than go wait in a fast food line. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. One, I know what I'm putting in my body. Yeah. I'd rather have the can of green beans. Again, I'd rather have fresh, but that's better than eating yeah. fast food crap that you don't yeah. even know what's going on, right? Yeah. 
So where there's a will, there's a way is my point. Your 10 minute rice cooker, especially nowadays, they got the instant pot. They got so many yeah. ways like awesome. plan a little bit and you really, you're going to save a ton of time yeah. as opposed to eating out. But I get it. It's a convenience thing, but anyway. Yeah. So, so just out of curiosity, what is your, your, what, what are you going to be working on with your, with your new business coach? What's in the future for you? So what I really want to do is learn how I'm building courses because I'm trying to scale my business a little bit more, but I am one person I've had coaches under me in the past and that just didn't really, just wasn't my thing. Didn't really work out. Um, so I'm really wanting to learn how I can scale my business and make a bigger impact on people with what I have. I know I'm going to get a bigger team. I have a marketing girl. I have, she does marketing and admin. I'm a bookkeeper, but that's the extent of my business. Uh, I do have one coach under me working under me right now, but my goal isn't to have a bunch of coaches under me. It's just not my passion. So I, I'm hiring a business coach to help me. How can I make a bigger impact on people, but also not work myself to death either yeah. because I truly believe in balance and I want to enjoy life at the same time. I don't have to make more money. I want to make a bigger impact on people. So yeah. for me, it's I, the coach I hired, she ha- makes a huge impact on people. And I'm like, okay, instead of trying to figure this out myself, you know, it's just like anything. We all believe in coaches. I have my own coach, even for my own nutrition and fitness, right? Yeah. I mean, coaches are invaluable. Yeah. Um, so I'm hiring somebody who's already done it and knows what to do. So Perfect. yeah, so that's the goal. I just want to make a bigger impact and not make it more difficult on myself to figure it out. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. yeah. So in the meantime, how can people find you? Where, where can they find you? Um, Instagram. I'm really active on Instagram or anything. So Jenny Fit Wellness. I do have a website. You can contact me there. JennyFitWellness.com. Can you link some of these yeah. in your notes? Absolutely, okay, so you yeah. can link me. JennyFitWellness.com. <laughs> Um, you can reach out to me through my website. There's a free, I'll do a free consult with anybody. If you're interested, if you're an athlete, whatever your goal is, I work with gen pop as well as athletes. I like to have a little bit of variety mm-hmm. and I always do a free free consult. So if you just want to talk to me, Hey, here's my goals. What can you do for me? Happy to do that too. Awesome. Um, if you, if somebody refers you to me, you can text me if you have my phone number. I'm totally fine with that. I mean, yeah. Just text me because I'm on calls most of the time. So I text us <laughs> preferably initially. Yeah. And she will always respond. Always. Just maybe not in the next three minutes. Yes. <laughs> and that's okay. Thank you. Yes. That's a good point. <laughs> I she will, will respond. always respond. I will always respond. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you, you have changed me. I mean, almost completely in the past year, just, you know, just with nutrition, I didn't realize the impact it would have. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm, better on the mats. I'm a better coach. My, my, uh, competition focus has been the highest it's ever been. Uh, for, I always say for my age, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't matter, but that doesn't matter. But, um, you know, I couldn't recommend you more, whether you're an athlete or not. I mean, call Jenny. She's, she's the best. She's the best. And if I you second that, yeah. So, I mean, you're the best. I always use Amy as the example because, um, she actually, when I watched her transformation i was like yeah that's i i've got to i've got to jump on board so that was it was a no-brainer so i love it yeah yeah so it was it was really hard that first year when you when i was working with jenny exclusively and you hadn't signed up yet yeah um and i'm like i gotta measure this shit (laughs) (laughs) and you're over there eating whatever yeah like oh that looks really good yeah (laughs) nope focus this is i'm having this and that's all i need but how miserable was i sitting in the sauna how miserable. <laughs> miserable. Super miserable. I was just hate. I hated everything. Forget about life. I hated everything. It was just miserable. But you know what I love? Like, the last thing I want to say, too, is our age, right? We're all in our 40s. Mm-hmm. You're turning 50. 50, yeah. To, uh, next month. Next month. I mean, yeah. what's cool about it, I mean, I work with all ages, obviously, but we've talked a lot today. Age really doesn't matter. Like, so often people use, use age as an excuse. Yep. And you yes. really, it doesn't need to be an excuse. Yeah. The other thing I would say is your commitment level. When you came to me, you said, this has only happened a handful of times in the years I've been doing this. You said, I want to pay for a full year. I'm all in. Yeah. I freaking love that about you. You were like, <laughs> I don't even, I've never even worked with you yet. I mean, we did a, we did a console yep. initially and you know, cause of Amy, but still yep. like the fact that you were just like, I'm all in. I was like, this, this dude's going to crush it. Like yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. And I, I knew he had you for, he had Amy for support too, which yeah. I mean, your support system's huge no matter what. For it's sure. been way better for me knowing that he's got, you know, X amount of, I mean, he's got twice the macros that available to him in a day than I do. But you exaggerate a little bit. <laughs> no, I actually don't. Uh, Depends on no. where you're at in your That's face. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like okay, cool. We're on the same page. You know, I don't have to worry about. Oh well, I want chicken wings. Well, I can't have chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> Neither can I. I know. It's yeah. great. I didn't realize how many freaking calories are in a chicken wing. Holy shit! Right? It's the awareness piece. Most oh people my don't gosh! Know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, my fitness pal was a big, uh, a big help. Yep. Um, I, I think. Um, uh, yeah. The one thing. One thing I'll, I'll close with is if you do my fitness pal and you enter all of the food that you're going to eat that day makes your life so much easier because you know exactly where you're going to be at the end of the day because there are yep. times when we're like 
ah, shit, I got like 30. <laughs> wait, wait, I have to enter all my stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. I can't yeah. eat anymore. Yeah. It's like egg whites for dinner. Go into bed. Don't wing it. Don't wing Don't it. Don't wing it. No, I can no. have half a cucumber. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <All laughs> Which right. I've had days like that. So before you go, before you go, we do one last thing. Do a lightning round, a lightning round of questions, and there are no, there are no wrong answers. Well, except maybe one, but there are no wrong answers here. All right, so I have two different cards: one for people under thirty, and the other one for people over thirty, because there's some things that we just don't do, and we're whatever. All right, so when we're older, yeah, we're a little bit <laughs> slightly more seasoned. Um, all right, so first one: name a game show you think you could actually win. The Newlywed Game. Ooh, neat. What's your favorite cheat meal? Burger. What's the longest you've gone without brushing your teeth? Uh, maybe six hours. All right. <laughs> What's your I'm like <laughs> anal about brushing my teeth, so. What's your go-to karaoke song? I do not do karaoke. Right, gun to your head, you have to do it. I have to answer it? Yes, gun to your head. You have to pick one. Gun to your head, you have to do it. Uh, nine to five, Dolly Parton. <laughs> nice! Or That's Elvira. A great one. Wow, Elvira. We'll be fighting if you sing Elvira. <laughs> we'll be fighting. All right. Uh, I name, might win. Name a dumb song you secretly like. A dumb song? Yeah. Some, something you would never play in front of other people. Like you hide this song, but you secretly like it. <laughs> God, that's a hard question. <laughs> um, can, I, can I pass? You can pass. You can pass. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's being nice. <laughs> do you kill bugs or do you yell for help? I uh, yell for help, definitely. <laughs> scream for help. Do you prefer to sleep in or take a nap? Ooh, take a nap. Nice. Would you rather travel into the future or back in time? Into the future. And what's your favorite childhood t- TV show? I really didn't watch a lot of TV, honestly. All right, all right. Uh, probably the Smurfs. How's that? Smurfs. That I was love good. The Smurfs. Yeah. It's not a TV show, but <laughs> I was thinking like Leave It to Beaver or something. But then one guy says, uh, I forget who it was, like the A Team. I was like, Holy crap! Yes, the A Team. Anyway, <laughs> my mom was like, Get outside and play. We I literally didn't watch that much TV. I love no it. Joke. I love it. All right, everybody. So thank you, uh, thank you for listening. If you got something out of the podcast, please like and subscribe. Share it with everybody. See us on uh, Instagram, the BJJ Foxcast. We also have a Facebook page. And uh, Jenny, thank you again for doing this. Thank you guys. Awesome. All right. Take care.